You missed the big 7-5. I did. Who'd you get? Jed? Jed. Well, we could have. He just would have been left out. He would know how it feels. Left out on the holidays. Sounds I, awful. I can't even imagine. Podcast episode 76 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Mike Boris. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 76. We've got a possibly interesting collaboration between pizza shops and beer. A new look at why Budweiser and the other big breweries might be declining. And depending on how we feel, we might talk about a brewcade opening in San Francisco. But uh, we'll see about that. How are you two doing? I'm doing pretty well. Doing great. That's good. I'm glad to hear it, Boris. You were gone last week. Anything concerning we need to know about? Um, I don't think too much. I was sad to learn that I missed your uh, Hanukkah extravaganza. <laughs> I was yeah. having my own Christmas extravaganza. Let's see. I guess I could update on uh, the the Taylor Swift Spider Man oh, yeah. incident of we'll, two weeks ago. We'll get we'll get to that in good time. Okay. Yeah. Let's not jump right to the punchline. Okay. So other than that, I'm all in one piece. I'm here. It's about all we need to know. That's I guess. Good. You're here. You're here. Get used to it. I am here, listeners. <laughs> I don't know. They're probably used to it by now. <laughs> yeah. A safe bet. So, what's everybody drinking today? I'll start. Uh, I have Sierra Nevada's Narwhal Imperial Stout. Uh, the bottle has oh, a pretty, pretty grisly narwhal on it. It's pouring real dark black. I think I remember it being a high ABV. Yeah, 10.2%. So, yeah, good thing I have one of these. Uh, and it's not a bomber. It's just a regular bottle. Yeah, I've had that before. Cool. It's, uh, yeah. Did it's, you? It's certain heavy beer. I think I asked you this, but do you remember if you had it on the show or just like you've had it? in life i did have it on the show cool we should uh look up the rating yeah we we were gonna do that and then uh i forgot but we can do i'll do that later what's good i don't want to know his rating before i read it because i feel like it might skew my rating somehow that can be the exciting conclusion um (laughs) yeah first sip tastes like a pretty good stout i don't know nothing too impressive i'm kind of impressed that it doesn't just taste like booze considering it's over 10 percent. but enjoying it so far that's always good always good sign Samuel, what do you have? I have Valkyrie Hot Chocolate. Chocolate stout brew with cocoa and cayenne. And very minimal heat, which I'm disappointed with because I like a spicy beer. I like some yep. I like some heat with my sweet and actually, honestly, not much of either. Like, you can tell that there's hot pepper in it, but three stacks could drink this comfortably, which for fans of three stacks, of, of, of whom I'm sure there are many, they, they would know. Me. Those legions of fans would know that she's not into spicy stuff. She's got a baby mouth. She's got a baby mouth, which gets uncomfortable, and let's move on. <laughs> so what do you think? Have you have you tried it out? Dog, I just oh, wait. fucking told you what I thought about it. <laughs> I took a drink, and I just went back to, like, you... Okay, just cut this book. That's one for the blooper reel. <laughs> okay, so I actually... It's like every damn show I have a beer 
by a brewery I've already had a beer by, which it gets frustrating, but I've only had one by Green Flash Brewing Company, so it's not too bad. This week I have Soul Style IPA 7.6, no, 6.5, excuse me, 6.5% ABV. It says brewed with Simcoe, Citra, and Cascade hops. I mean, it looks nice. It has a decently thick head, actually. It smells pretty citrusy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pretty bitter right up front, but it fades pretty quickly, and the finish is nice and clean. So, yeah, this seems pretty good. This seems pretty all right so far. And may I add, I know on the Hanukkah special, we had a little bit of a, of a gift controversy, and I just want to let you know that one of Becca's gifts actually arrived and came in a happy Hanukkah box, and I am currently using it. It is a lovely beer mug. Glass. Aww glass yeah so you said you had one green flash brew before do you remember what it was hop head red so if we're being technical that's kind of two because i had it twice because you fucking against ate it like a motherfucker yeah i did i screwed up real bad got him yeah uh, oh boy. the wisconsin okay. crew has another product that i guess we could introduce my family knows that i like beer a lot and so for christmas i end up getting a lot of beer related things and my aunt sent me a peanut brittle, craft beer peanut brittle. So we should try that at some point. I don't know about right now, but we'll let oh, you know man, how it is. Oh, man, you want to mail me a piece of that? Uh, if it's good, I will. Yeah. If it's bad, send it to me. I eat ground food. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I'll just, like, leave it on the on the street outside your apartment and let you find it because i know that's how you prefer your food just mail it to the ground out front of <laughs> care of the curb oh man i went to work the other day and i was opening up the store and there was just a page from a, a pornography magazine on the ground outside my store it's just i thought this new place was going to be like nice and clean because it's in like a cool little shopping area uh, but this place seems way sketchier than my last workplace. I'm finding porno around, and people are mistaking me for a hat. It's crazy. <laughs> for a hat. You heard the man. Okay. So I, I crumpled it up, and I threw it out back so the kids wouldn't find it. Good for you. You just ruined someone's schooler's kid. life. Or I guess prevented it from changing his life. It's hard to say. You know what might change everybody's life? Tell or at me. least everybody living in Pennsylvania. Fucking tell me, dog. I'm so curious. So... Pennsylvania Liquor and Control Board has recently announced that pizza places can start delivering beer, Mm. Um, which sounds awesome, right? That sounds great, but Pennsylvania is so dumb when it comes to their liquor and their beer. I mean, you you and I know that very well because we both went to college there like yeah like it's hard to buy beer in six packs it's much easier to buy them straight from the distributors and then you have to buy full cases which has its benefits if like if it's something like all red and you know you're gonna want 24 but oh yeah but i kind of came out here looking for cases and couldn't find them and like back there if there were things i wanted just a six pack of i kind of would have been out of luck yep that's really weird and and like you can't buy them in you can't buy beer in like supermarkets and stuff like that what else like gas stations yeah i think gas stations and stuff like that is that like a blue um, laws thing or is that like a marketing thing state law i don't know it's state booze law That's yeah so weird. they're goofy they're goofy gusses so this sounds like kind of cool and Impressive, but uh, the way I guess the the liquor board framed it, it's going to be really hard to do because, like this this dude points out, 
this pizza shop owner. Uh, he says, the whole idea is that the sale has to happen before it leaves the restaurant. So, like, you could take a credit card over the phone, but then the driver would have to, like, call, card the person on arrival. So what happens if they're not actually over 21? It looks you like know? they just burnt like, some cash. I guess. But I don't know. Like, it just... Like, the driver can't take money for the booze? That, that's weird. That's weird to me. So now, all, also, all of the delivery drivers have to be, like... I don't know if these people... I actually don't know this. Do the people who check IDs get certified or, like, trained in telling what a fake ID looks Not like? Not in or just my like, experience. Or just, like, as, look at the card they give you. As someone who worked in a bar, look for they a did not even specifically tell me to look at their ID. Yeah. And they didn't have, like, bouncers that specifically did that, or, like... On on busy nights they did, but I worked the lunch shift, so they just were like, make some hot dogs, and if if the bartender's on the toilet, make sure to get someone some beer. Okay. That's pretty much my instructions. So, another related thought. We had, uh, when I went to school in Massachusetts, also a state surprisingly known for uh, a lot of its bo- uh, blue laws, there was a place near our campus that did would... Did you say blue laws? Isn't that what they're called? Blue blue laws? That's a term, right? That's like... I don't know. What does it mean, according to you? It's like laws related to liquor. Like, you can't sell booze on Sundays, or you can't sell... So we've been saying booze laws. Is blue law a thing? Well, I think blue laws are specifically, like, religiously motivated. Well, let's Google this right quick. Huh. We're about to learn something on the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. What I a hope rarity. someone didn't say, like laws and I overheard them wrong and also known as Sunday laws are laws designed to restrict or ban some or all Sunday activities for religious standards okay Shit. so I'm, okay so you're right I'm appropriating it I think to just mean all sorts of laws like governing where you can and can't sell booze but anyways the more well, you know I just you thanks Boris my my apology to senor Boris because I was calling you out for misspeaking and in fact you were just saying things that were correct or whatever so anyways, we had this service that was very quickly shut down, but it was just basically a liquor store that delivered, and they were very well known for not checking IDs. So, you know, when yeah. you're a freshman looking for booze, you could call him up, and he'd literally, like, the driver would just be like, show me, like, a three-by-two piece of plastic. Like, pretend to show yeah. me something. Show me a Pokemon card in a laminate. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, My name is Snorlax, and I weigh 1,000 pounds, and I'm 21 years of age. <laughs> These are my special moves. Yeah. Uh, I can sleep and, and mostly rest. A body slam. Well, rest is sleep. I right. think it's rest and body slam, but we don't have to get into Pokemon cards specifically on this episode. Yeah. And if everybody wants them. But anyways, I guess that makes a lot more sense to me now why they would be so lenient on it, because like they don't want to fucking make this huge delivery you know, take the driver's time and whoever packs the car's time to, like, do everything and then be, you know, not sell to what I assume is 95% of their customers. Well, I, I feel like you are going to quickly gain a reputation for either the kind of motherfuckers that don't card or the kind of motherfuckers that do. So maybe yeah. if you if you card and nobody knows that, then early on you're going to run into these issues. But, I mean, in college when we were underage and we wanted to go out and drink, we knew where to go and where not to go. Like, that... That was some quickly disseminated information. So if you gain a rep as people who don't card, then, I mean, you're going to be making all this freshman money. And if you make a reputation as someone who does card, then quickly people are going to stop trying to fuck you. And, like, as a side note, I'd like to say that on the – this is straight off the dome. 
the original Snorlax Pokemon card. If you had three colorless energies on them, you could use Body oh Slam. It did 30 damage. Flip a coin if heads your opponent is paralyzed. You can fact check that. That's straight off the top of my head, so I hope that it's right. Oh, well, straight off the top of my head, please leave and never come back. <laughs> Good lord. We'll just edit you out of the Hero Your Hosts part of the introduction. And but it's my all voice! Of your, all of your speaking parts up to now, and Tyler and I will continue the show. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, I think it would be a really great call-up. Be like, I would really like a pizza and a six-pack. But it does sound like maybe a little hard to manage. I wish them luck, and I hope it takes off. That would be nice. I mean, Boris and I ordered a pizza just last night. Boris, Boris and I and, and some, some bros got a pizza just last night because we were too drunk to go anywhere to eat. Right, and we had, right. we had plenty of beer where we were, but there have been days where we've not been so lucky that it would have really been beneficial to get a six-pack or many six-packs along with the delicious za. Yeah. Um, infinite use cases. Man, that pizza was so good, but probably just because I was so drunk and hadn't eaten dinner yet. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Classic. I don't usually go Papa John's, but it was good. Oh, that was Papa John's? That was Papa John's. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Hey. hey. Wait, was it? I Shit. thought it was Domino's. No, it was definitely Domino's because yes. I couldn't use their fucking app, <laughs> which they advertise as being really easy to use. I've, I've in, been intentionally not eating Papa John's, so I was really mad at myself that I'd done it accidentally. Is it Peyton I Manning, or you just don't like Papa John's? Well, cause okay, so now we're gonna get a little political. You know the whole the whole shit with uh, like Chick Fil A. Yeah. Ooh, this is gonna be this is gonna be the interesting uh, pizza politics part of Tuesday Tuesday podcast. I just, uh, sorry, is Chick Fil A a pizza place? To the best of your knowledge, Tyler. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna drive over there and cock slap you, You're and right. then I'm gonna leave, which is gonna be the part that'll really hurt. <laughs> oh. So so they had the whole thing where basically they were just like, hey. Nobody cares, but in case you were curious, we don't like gay people. Papa and then, John's just like yes. released a no, and, statement. No, like, no, well, no, that was that was Chick Fil A that did right, that. Right, right. And then like, and then like, they got a bunch of flack for it. And then a little bit later, Papa John's was like, "Hey, quit picking on Chick Fil A." And I was like, "Oh, Papa John's, I hate you too." In case you're curious, now I hate you too. You done fucked up now, Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza, controlling your sex life. Papa better John's. ingredients, better master race. Papa John's. Good lord. I'm not sure. Well, okay. I didn't say it. Papa John's did. <laughs> that was a direct quote. You were quoting them. There. I mean, this would be libel if anyone who worked for Papa John's <laughs> ever heard this show. Peyton Manning, if you're out there listening to our show, first of all, you're really good at your job. Like, and second of all, please don't kill us. No, please sue us for libel. It would be the best press we ever got. Oh, man, that would actually be pretty great. Just yeah. to be that guy who was sued by Peyton Manning for slamming Papa John's on a shitty podcast. I'd slam Papa John. Hey, that guy's asking for it. <laughs> wow. Alright. Um, hey, this sounds like a perfect time to move on to the porn game, actually. <laughs> Probably. Oh, you're right, it is slander, not libel, libel, because it was spoken, not written. Yeah, God. I had to double check. Thanks. Oh, Thanks wow. to our, our in, in-house in fact checker, real-time fact checker, Three Stacks, a.k.a. the associate producer. No problem, just when we write out, like, the brief description for this article, write down that Papa John's uh, believes in the master race. Well, usually I'll actually do um, a full transcription of every episode. Like, I'll just listen to it and type it out as it goes. So, 
So the recording will be slander, but the transcription will be libel. It's very technical. We don't need to go into it. So now we just need Tyler to correct Sam, and we will have the Grand Slam correction of Sam. Okay. Great. Hooray. <laughs> I like that it rhymed. <laughs> Speaking of things that rhyme, I got a porn title for you. Hit me. Okay. That's good. Is this, is this yours, or is it Lauren's? This is mine. I, I, I haven't checked Lauren's uh, porn title of the day yet, but I will soon. Ooh. Okay, so this I'm going to appropriate some of the original because it's difficult and also because it's a little funnier. Um, and original is a... Is a motion picture about a cock monster that makes Japanese women shriek and run away in fear. It's not Rodzilla, is it? It is Rodzilla, it's funnily Rodzilla. enough. <laughs> Fancy that. Has nobody done that yet? Yeah, no, I don't know. Nice. I got another one for you. You want another one? Right off right off the bat? Straight off my dome, just this second. Wait, pause your dome. Pause your dome. Okay. It's it's in a in an analogous vein, I'll say. Uh-huh. Original medium book has become a motion picture. Uh this is a deranged freak that loves slapping ass. Or I suppose to be a little bit more accurate for the pet ants out there. It's about a doctor who makes a deranged freak that loves slapping ass. Doctor Spankenstein? Yeah, well, it's just Spankenstein. Because I, I didn't. Spankenstein. I didn't. Spankenstein. I didn't want people to get on my jock. Well, you see, the thing is, Frankenstein isn't the. Yeah, shut up, Warren. Frankenstein. Like I fucking know the difference, but I mean, like colloqu- colloquially, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But okay, yeah, so. Spankenstein. So right after Rodzilla, I was like, wow, it's weird we haven't done any monster flicks. And then I got Spankenstein immediately. And now I'm just like, okay, that's good enough. Maybe Smackula? I... See, I was thinking uh, a porno that had to do mostly with a small penis bone that most mammals have that humans don't. Bacula. Yeah, Bacula. Okay. Well, it's like Baculum is the singular. Bacula is plural. Hey, hey, where was that website where you could buy a bag of Bacula? www.skullsunlimited.com, one of my favorite websites on the internet. You can get like 30 raccoon Bacula for not that much money. Actually, I checked about a month ago, and Bago Bacula was no longer offered. Oh, they're out of the Bacula? I mean, fucking, they gave you a lot of Bacula, and it was a really good deal. I'm not surprised they're sold out. In this economy, who can afford it? Bacula is higher than ever. Who can afford not to buy Bacula is what you mean. <laughs> uh, this is weird. Do either of you have one? I do not. No. Okay. So Lauren's is yet another that I don't know what the original is. Oh, good. Shit, what was that again? I already forgot it. Tyler, do you want to do yours or should I do Lauren's total bullshit? Is yours any good at all? Not really. Is it better than a really bad one? I guess so. Okay, then let me go first because this is really bad. Okay. Okay, so this is uh, this is a, a Lauren the Big Unit Hurst original, so you know it's gonna be about Shakespeare yet again. And this is one about a woman with an erection and wait, what? I, yo, it's not mine. All right, I'm doing my best here. It's a woman with an erection and the two, I would say, high class fellows who are around her. Um. I actually accidentally gave away two of the words in that title, but it's still impossible. Is it erection and fellows? Neither of those, no. The easier words, which you wouldn't know. Actually, I might have given away three of the six. Is it two? Two is one of the words. Okay, maybe I think, I think, 
the play is Two Gentlemen of Verona. Yeah. Is it, oh, is it Two Gentlemen of Her Bona? Of Her Boner, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, the two gentlemen of her not... boner. It was is that is that a play? Two gentlemen of Verona. Yeah, it's news to me. I've heard of it, but I don't think I ever would have come up with that. It's not Verona, Wisconsin, is it? The place where we all work. Yeah, and that Shakespeare knew about when he was alive. Well, I mean, maybe Shakespeare came over here with Jesus, um, like the Mormons say. Right, they rode the dinosaurs. Right. That that reminds me of uh, the the history class I took in tenth grade, where our first assignment was to designate our hero of American history and so I said Abe Lincoln there are a lot of Abe Lincoln's a lot of George Washington's a lot of MLK's which I think are all solid answers and one one girl in the class said Jesus Christ as oh. her hero of American history I thought you were gonna say dinosaur which is also just <laughs> such such an acceptable answer like <laughs> that would be so great you know I watched uh, uh, the pilot of the television show dinosaurs this weekend yeah that shit holds up that's a good show is it's it a like funny a, show. a like cosmos type show like entertaining factual oh, no. history or no, like no, no, no. It's, the it's land a, before time type show it, it, yeah it's it's a jim henson joint it's okay. it's like Dude. kind of puppets kind of it's some puppets some animatronics but it's it's like really well done and i loved it as a kid and i rewatched just the first episode and it's like fuck this is like still funny and like the animatronics are, like, way fake. Like, I don't remember how fake they looked. But, like, that show came out 15 years ago. So, right. like, you kind of have to expect that. Do you, did you see the ending of that show? Do you know how it ends? Well, it ends, like, nuclear winter is inbound. And they're, like, hugging and afraid. And Yeah, it like, ends with the extinction of the dinosaurs. And they all fucking die. They, like, sing a song as it gets super cold and they die. In the in the episode I just watched that like the first one, they talk about years and they're like, "Isn't it weird that the years go down? What are we counting down to?" <laughs> and I was like, "That shit is fucking genius." And like really as a kid, I would not have gotten how funny that is. Counting down to their own deaths. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's not yeah. what that's not what Jesus brought. No. Jesus Jesus brought a comet with him. <laughs> there, I'm. I guarantee to you, there is a sect of Christianity out there that believes that, because there's just so many. Can't keep them all straight. So many. Speaking of which, do we want to talk about our our Christmases now that it's post Christmas? Oh, all of the masses that we held for Christ. Yes, let's talk about those. Well, there's one person quietly sitting on this podcast that was at a, a mass for Christ, but I'm not going to make her talk about it. There are two people <laughs> who are at Big a mass Christmas for Christ. You went for you went to sure. to Christ mass as well. Yeah, I uh, I went up to Minneapolis to spend the holiday with a friend from Minnesota, Gertis. His yep, his family uh, and his family does the Christmas thing, and I was like, you know, they're feeding me and giving me. Lots and lots of booze, so I should probably just go with them, you know. Yeah. Which would mark would the first time since die. last year that I went to church. Did, did your priest steal a baby? Uh, no, no, I can't say that my priest stole a baby. Fair. He did. Wait. Hold. Yeah, actually, your story is much better than anything I'm can, going to come up with. Can you speak up to make sure that you actually get on mic for once? Priest X, please, please tell us about uh, your Christmas and the thieving of a baby done by your priest. Should I be, like, calling someone? No. <laughs> it is unfortunately a much less exciting story than it sounds like from that. But for the sermon, the pastor at my parish in my hometown just, like, 
finds a couple with a baby and is like, hey, can I take this for the for the sermon? And then he walked around just holding this baby and telling the baby about Christmas. Wait, it was, was adorable, was but he, also... Was he, like, pretending it was baby Jesus? Or... No. No, he was just like, this is your first Christmas, so let me tell you about the story of Christmas and why it's important. Uh, that's he held actually it up. mad cute. He held it up, like, Lion really King hope. style at the end. And just, oh, this is Christmas! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is adorable. I just really hope he discussed it with the, with the couple beforehand. He did. I think if a priest, even at church, if a priest walked up to me and was like, can I borrow this kid real quick? I'd be like, But it was also mm. midnight mass, so there was uh. exactly one couple with a baby in right. church. Right. So it was like, either you get that baby, or and you it, change what you're going to talk about. And if, if a couple comes with a baby to midnight mass, you know they're the Christiest people around. They will give that baby to the priest. Yeah, that's fair. Well, the mom didn't want to. The mom was like, no, the baby's sleeping, we can't wake it up. I know this, because my mom works for the church, and she had to, like, try to get this couple to surrender their baby. Had to coerce a kidnapping situation? But, like, she asked, and the this mom was like, no, no, absolutely not. Recently. Yeah, I'm actually surprised the kid didn't just cry the whole fucking time. No, the kid was super quiet and well-behaved, and it was adorable. Fear God. Uh, so, Dip, did you by any chance see any movies on Christmas? Yeah, dude, I watched a Christmas double feature. What'd you see? Uh, we watched Love Actually and then Die Hard, the two best Christmas movies ever made. I still haven't seen Love Actually, but Die Hard is such a goddamn good movie. I, that I, is correct. I saw The Imitation Game, which is that Benedict Cumberbatch flick about Alan Turing. And so oh, yeah. the, the movie was like solid. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. But the thing is that... I, I like Alan Turing's a personal hero of mine, so I was going nuts for most of the movie. Did they say that he killed himself or that he was murdered? They said he killed himself. Who says he was murdered? I do. He was not murdered. You're an idiot. But we can we can we can take this offline outside of the show. A historical debate about Alan Turing's death. Did it like prominently feature that he was gay, or was it kind of like swept under the rug? Like, oh, and it did interesting to all these compl- uh, accomplishments. Uh, I mean, well, somewhere in between. Like, right. it was a plot point that he was gay. It wasn't about his right. sexuality, but it came it came strongly into the plot. Like, cause he. But also, like how shitty everyone treated him. Well, most people didn't know he was gay. So, right. like, he, like it, he didn't like he wasn't outed as gay until after all of his accomplishments, and then he was treated super poorly. Yeah. But like that's that's part of the movie. But then the like the fact that he kills himself was like. Pretty much right before the credits roll, they were like, oh, B2 Dubs, he mad killed himself. And I was like, oh, okay. I already knew that, but yeah. You, I get, maybe you should have said that as like a bigger thing. I, I don't know. I feel like they could have parlayed it into more of a let's be accepting of gay rights stance. And that's they didn't do that. And I guess that's fine because it was a biopic. So like, I get that they didn't want to get super political with it, but... Right. I thought it was pretty well done. And then I, I, I went... I walked to the movie theater to see that, and I walked from the movie theater to a Chinese buffet. Nice. To eat my Jude Chinese food on Christmas. And that buffet was bad. Like, I, I got all the classic... Like, my favorite Chinese food stuff. Like, you know, I got teriyaki chicken, I got beef broccoli, I got General Tso's, and, all, and egg rolls, and it was all, like... Oh. It was all okay. And then, like, I took a second plate to get desserts, and... They had cream puffs, but there wasn't, like, a place where it was like, this is where we put the cream puffs. Like, the cream puffs were just scattered among all the other desserts. 
It was really weird. And so I just went through and sniped a bunch of cream puffs. And they're really good. But if I go to a Chinese restaurant, it's not for the goddamn cream puffs, you know? Correct. So I was pretty disappointed in that place. I have, I actually did not get Chinese food on Christmas. I have adopted the behavior of my enemy and instead ate a delicious, delicious holiday ham. Mm-hmm. My friend's mom made a beef wellington, which I'd never actually had Ooh, before. beef wellington is so good! And it was pretty fucking incredible. It, I don't know, it combines the best of the meat and the bread worlds it's into like, one delicious... It's like, do you want like a super good steak? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, obviously I do. Do you want it to be covered in, like, crescent rolls? Like, <laughs> yeah, dog, sign me up! <laughs> That's, like, essentially uh, what Beef Wellington ends up being. Yep. Man, I had brisket for Christmas, and it felt weird. Ooh. Brisket's so good. But it is weird that you had that for Christmas. Was it, like, barbecue-style brisket, or was it, like, Jew-style brisket? I still don't know what Jew-style brisket is. Was it barbecue-style brisket, or not that? I mean, it was braised, but it was in, like, an almost barbecue sauce. It was weird. Was it covered in tons and tons of onions? No. That's barbecue style. Okay. You yeah. Had, you had barbecue style. I which mean, is yeah. good, but still inferior to juice style. Well, I didn't know there was juice style brisket. I'll ask my... The original Mary. brisket is juice style brisket. Mm. I'll ask my Irish Catholic relatives next time if they to can prepare make juice, juice style brisket. No, I'll make you juice style brisket. Mitch taught me how when I was back home for for Thanksgiving. We had a Thanksgiving brisket. It was delicious. Just say it's like Jesus style, style brisket. And that will go over really well with your Irish Catholic relatives. How would Jesus cook? Probably style. Prob- yeah. style. So we've uh, got we've fun. gotten pretty religious, pretty political. I feel like we we've talked we've talked a lot about Christmas, but really, like by the time this 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 episode is going to drop on New Year's Eve. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. New Year's Eve is a Wednesday. New Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve. What? Wait, is this not accurate? Is today the twenty eighth? Because my computer yeah. says it's the twenty ninth. It's the twenty eighth. No, it's the 28th. Oh, uh, it's the 28th. My, my, yeah, my, my laptop... That's because it starts at 1 a.m. When I'm in Windows, <laughs> is like eight hours ahead, and I'm not sure why. So, okay, so this episode's going to drop on the 30th, but I feel like we could do a little bit of a New Year-style year-in-review kind of a thing. No? Okay, so Tyler, you're giving me a disgusted look. Are you strongly opposed? I'm not strongly opposed. That just sounds like I have to think about all the stuff I've done this No, I just year. mean, like, let's give... Let's... I mean, we did favorite album of the year last night we don't even have to do that let's but i think at least let's do favorite beer of the year okay all right that's fine fine um that's hard do we have dates on our thursday tuesday thing the excel spreadsheet Uh, yeah well this is episode 76 and there's 52 weeks in a year and we do it every week so just don't go that far back Oh, that's so much math. Do the math for me. How far back can I go? Please do it for yourself. You're making me so sad. I'm not. I'm refusing to do it for myself. Do it for me. No. I'm refusing to do it for you. Do it. You need to grow up one day. What is that like? Is it really 76 minus 52? You cannot figure that out? No, I I mean, is it, what is it, 24? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Yay. God damn it. All right, hold on. I'm I'm going on on our spreadsheet. I'm going to look for my favorite beer. So give me one sec. So I have found what our spreadsheet says is my favorite beer of the year. So you see, I feel like that hurts the spirit of a little bit. Because I don't know what beer of the of this year I've liked the most, but I do know what beer sticks in my head as the one that had the biggest impact on me. Oh yeah, no, I have 
that as an answer as well. According to the spreadsheet, Knee Deep Brewing Company's Tanilla was my favorite beer. I gave it a 7.2. Is that like a mad but vanilla the, porter? Uh, yes. Also, your highest rating of the year was a 7.2? Yeah, apparently. It's a stingy motherfucker. Yeah. He's a full-blood well, Jew. You know. <laughs> oh, rude. <laughs> but, um... But I, I feel like the beer that I drank the most this year, and I'm not sure I even, I definitely didn't have it starting this year. But the beer I drank the most this year was Anderson Valley's uh, Boone Amber Ale. It's just so drinkable. I love that beer. I really, really do. That's my beer of the year. Okay. Cool. Boris? Uh, if memory serves, my highest rated beer was uh, Three Sheep's Coffee something or other. Hello, my name is Joe. Coffee Porter? And I think that that rating was uh, due to a couple of things. One, it is an excellent beer. Two, I was very surprised that it was an excellent beer because I thought it was going to be pretty shitty. Uh, and three, I think we had been drinking all day, and then I gave it that rating. So I was like double the excitement of thinking you're about to drink a shitty beer and then actually drinking a, real, a pretty good beer. I think I'm going to have to give beer of the year to Lagunitas Sucks. Uh, I think I mentioned recently it's my favorite beer that I can find around. Uh, I think I first started finding it over the summer. It's definitely a solid pickup. Many many a liquor store trip. Um, so I would give I'd give my beer of the year. I'm not sure whether or not this was my highest rated Bruce Two's beer, but it's the one that like really sticks with me. I had Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel aged with chili peppers, and so it's yeah. like like the booze was so well masked by the heat, and we've talked even this episode about how much I like hot pepper beer. And it, the heat was really well done, the malts were really well done, and the booze was really well masked, and I was very impressed. I think Dragon's Milk, like, no matter what variety you get, you're going to be pretty pleased with it, but I think this was, like, the best version of that great beer was Dragon's Milk, bourbon barrel-aged uh, chili pepper. Yeah, sounds good. Those all sound like uh, pretty good answers to me. I'm happy with us. Way to go, guys. Way to go, everybody. Do, do we want to do, like, any other stuff, or do we want to just stick to be like, do we want to do movie of the year, album of the year, uh, boobs of the year, something like that? <laughs> uh, I think one of those is going to get us in trouble, because there's no way I could pick a movie of the year. So, <laughs> got him. I don't know. I don't really have, I, I don't know. I mean, if you guys have stuff, nothing really springs to the top of my mind. My movie of the year was probably Guardians of the Galaxy. Cinematically, honestly, it had a lot of major flaws, but just in terms of like how well done the story was and the acting was phenomenal in it, I, I really loved Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's the only movie I saw that came out this year, so I guess I have to agree with you. However, it is also my least favorite movie of the year, so <laughs> there's that. Yeah, I can't re remember what movies I've seen this year that actually came out this year. I watched Big Trouble in Little China for the first time. That movie's hilarious. That's a good movie. Yeah, it really is. I think we might have different feelings about it that we both like it. Because I think it's a good classic. That's like a film noir classic. Oh, no, shit. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Chinatown, which is a fucking oh, different di movie. Way different. Yeah. No. I'm thinking of the one. Tell them tell what, what I say. The check is in the mail. That's the one I'm thinking of. I saw I saw a movie, speaking of China, I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for the first time. That movie sucks ass. I thought it was great. Oh, I think uh, that I could poop out a better movie than that. Well, it's, okay, so we maybe this isn't the best content for a beer podcast, but 
it's it's all about the genre. If you like the kung fu movie genre, then it's phenomenal, and I happen to like that genre. But if you're if you're going in looking for just a standard drama, then there's not enough plot. There's not nearly enough plot to make it a regular movie. But as far as like like kung fu movies, that's a top five. Like no, that's top two. Enter the Dragon and then Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon are the are the best kung fu movies ever made. Have you? Have you watched The Raid Redemption? Watch that movie. The Raid Redemption? I will look into it. Do it. Yeah, that's much better than Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. But anyway, anyway, I feel like we should do... I, I told the people we were going to do three articles. I feel like we should at least do two articles. Yeah, let's hop back on. Okay. So, this one comes from Forbes.com, which I am shocked did not bury this behind a paywall. I was sure they were going to. But this article, it says... Budweiser and the Craft Beer Fallacy, How Myths Hide Trends. And that's kind of a wordy title. This guy's basic argument is that everybody thinks that these big companies are going downhill because craft beer is taking away market share. Uh, But he argues that that is not true. It's mostly that baby boomers who love Budweiser and those old brands are getting old and dying. And also, apparently... He says that it has to do with uh, Latin Americans moving in and that all the companies that that control kind of Cerveza brands are still doing all right. And I think these are kind of interesting arguments that we haven't really discussed on this show before. We've always pretty much kind of just looked at the craft beer side of it. But um, I was wondering what you guys think about that. So you're saying that like Spanish beer producers are doing fine, but like... AB InBev is not doing fine. Not even Spanish. He's saying Mexican specific. Well, according to his article, is that uh, it's it's just people coming up from from Latin America and buying a whole bunch of Latin American beer. Uh, Heineken owns what Dos Equis, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked and, about that last week. Yeah, Heineken owns Dos Equis and and they're doing okay. You know, they are their sales are aren't really declining. Budweiser doesn't really have any uh, Cerveza style. Well, I mean, they do. They've got, like, Bud Light Lime and, like, the Beer Garita or whatever. But that's just beyond the pale terrible. So, yeah, I don't know. That's one argument, I guess. I don't think that population of immigration from Spanish-speaking countries is nearly as great as the the levels that Macros market share is dropping. Like, I, could, I would say that probably contributes, but to a degree that isn't statistically significant. But I haven't done the research, and I haven't read this article either, so I don't have to fucking talk about it. I mean, he doesn't just say it's, you know, immigrants. He also says that uh, beer, just in general, is kind of losing out because all the old people who tended to like beer are kind of getting old and dying and also drinking hard liquor. So they're saying not that craft brew is beating out domestics, it's that as a whole, liquor is beating out beer. Is part of it. Is part of yes. it. Yes. Okay. I can see that. Like, I, I think there are a lot of, like, my parents don't drink much beer. They're baby boomers. And I'm sure my dad drank his fair share, like, in college and recently out of college when they weren't very wealthy. And, you know, it's a lot easier to just get a 30 rack or something than to get, that's like a bottle of wine or... And, like, before they fucking had kids. Right. Like, a bottle of wine and a 30 rack, I'd say, are similar to the same price, at least out here. If you get, like, a mid-level wine, not, like, the cheapest thing you can find. Not two-buck chuck. But, yeah, I mean, my parents go through a bottle of wine, like, at dinner. Like, they each have a glass and a half, and that's a bottle of wine, whereas a 30-rack would last you forever, so... 
as you get more expendable income, you move on towards things with more expensive taste, which I feel like a lot of the baby baby boomer generation. And and I would at that stage. I would move towards a six pack of good beer away from the thirty rack as opposed to towards towards a bottle of wine. Yeah. I would even move towards a good whiskey as opposed to wine. But but now we're that's really more of a reflection on how that I think wine sucks ass more than anything else. I read some article a while back that the millennial generation is drinking more wine than any other generation in American history. It's a hipsterism issue. I think a lot of hipsters are getting away from craft brew and getting into wine. I that's really interesting. Do. I hadn't heard of that. It, no, that's that. So three sex is making of this face that she disagrees with me so hard, but that that is my suspicion. I, really, I'm just citing a few hipsters from our college days. Like I I like Reed and I would talk beer. Reed is one of the most notable hipsters that I know. Uh, we would talk beer, and then he would try to talk wine with me, and I'd be like, shut up, nerd, and then he would go get wine, and I was like, what are you even doing? It's because he, whether whether it was, like, he liked it, like, for the taste, or he liked it because he was trying to get into it, or he liked it just for a sense of superiority, I'm not sure, but, he, I mean, he liked to talk wine with me, and I didn't have <laughs> shit to say. I will uh, have to keep my eyes open for that. I hadn't really noticed it, but that's certainly possible. Maybe maybe that's just in my own microcosm and it's not extensible to the nation. But I still feel like hipsters are more into beer and like wine is the territory of the basic white girl who transitions from pumpkin spice lattes into wine right. and watches Say Yes to the Dress for mm-hmm. eight hours. You mean Liz and Mary, friends <laughs> of the show? Well... I wasn't going to say it. I'm still trying to get this show, Wednesday Wednesday, to happen, but... See exactly what we're talking about. Their executive producer just has been dragging her feet. It's driving me nuts. But she sounds terrible. They should fire her. I can't produce anything without hosts. If they don't give me content, I can't edit it into a podcast. Volley returned. Well, executive production isn't just about editing, but we can get into that. I'm not going to, like, tell them what to do with their lives. Well, that's exactly what you need to be doing. But we don't. We this is not this is not the forum for that conversation. Do we want to talk to Big Daddy B about T Swift 2.0? Oh yeah, I want. Did you go on a date? Is this T2 Judgment Day? <laughs> well, uh, I will. I will tell you guys the story and then let you pass the judgments. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh, to quick recap, I met a girl. I was wearing a Spider-Man costume, yep. uh, which of course she was clearly into. Got some digits and then set up a date. So between setting up the date and the date, she she texted me and she was like, "Hey, how do you feel about a double date?" Which I thought was kind of weird. Like, and then you didn't hit me up, and I'm right. So my, now learning about this, I, don't know. And I thought it was kind of weird. with you, but at the same time, <laughs> like she probably wants to bring some like her friends to make sure I'm not like a serial killer or something because she doesn't know me. So whatever. Dizzy broad. Right. Oh, and between <clears throat> now and then, did I mention she friended me on Facebook immediately, and that revealed her to be like a vegan and like a super vocal vegan. Who's um, a super vocal uh, vegan? Like someone who's just consistently posting about like vegan shit and like. So like she's gonna get mad if you eat meat. I, I don't think she would care if I did so much as she would just be like, I don't get why people eat, like, dairy. Like, why would you eat it? It's like, it's not vegan, and it's not I don't. I don't, I don't get um, why you would not eat it. It's great. Right, like, I was... So obviously you, you tested her by ordering a T-bone steak on your date. Right, and then I poured some milk on top of it. 
uh, and just got some uh, oh, some more. Steak. Right, and I was like, can you just bring me the head of this animal? I just want to look at it while I eat it. I want to look at it and, like, <laughs> yell obscenities I want to look it in the eye. Be like, hey, you weren't good <laughs> enough. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so she tried to make it a double date, and so I was like, okay, sure, assuming that it meant, like, she wants to bring two of her, like, couple friends. Um, and then uh, she follows it up with, uh, alright, so pick someone cute for me, or for my friend. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I quickly ran through the list of, uh, straight, single, male friends B-Smith? I have. Was it B-Smith? Which eliminates Sam on just so many levels, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I came up with a very short list of straight single female or male friends that I have. Uh, I settled on Brian. I considered asking Shoop to pretend to be straight for a while, which more because I just thought that would have been. He would have to pretend to be straight and single. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so. That's I would have called this off by now. She's changing things up. I have to bring not just like a gift, but a person. Like well, so this is too much. It got to the point where I was like. I don't know, like, how often does a, a, a date just, like, fall into your lap? And I had confirmed that her friend was pretty cute. So I, was like, texted Brian, and I was like, hey, feel free to say no to this, but, like, this is the situation, like, want to come with me? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Which was, like, my sort of MO at this I point. I mean, he was would like, kind of be a dick face to not go along with it. I mean, I, I told him, I was like, I 100% understand if you don't want to go on this, like, random blind double date that He'd I'm trying to set up. He'd still be a but... dick face not to go along with it. Well, because if he said no, I was Dude, just going to say, like, no, I couldn't really find anyone, so can we just do this or, like... Anxiety anti-boner if I got asked to go on a, this double blind date? I, I think you've been out of the game long enough that you don't remember how hard it is to get dates. Uh, yeah. Historically, Tyler just waits around until a girl stalks him. That's how he gets dates. Uh, couple years. I just have to wait a couple years at a time, and somebody just shows up. He's not wrong, right? So, uh, <laughs> so, anyways, I figured at this point it was kind of like a "what's the worst that could happen" situation, rather than like "I'm really excited for this date" situation. Um, uh oh. Yeah, and so then the day before uh, this date was scheduled, I I asked Taylor Swift like, "Hey, so like, what time and place are you thinking for tomorrow?" Like figuring it's easier if she just picks a place where she knows she can eat because I don't fucking know where vegans eat in Wisconsin. And she just kind of texted me back like, hey, so uh, I forgot. It's my friend's birthday on the day after you've scheduled your date, and we decided to celebrate on the day we scheduled our date. Sorry. So is that is that a legitimate excuse, or is that like the biggest brush I, off? I really don't think it's a legitimate excuse because the friend she's talking about is a friend that was going to be with Brian on this date. So she's basically saying, we want to go do the same thing we were going to do anyways, which I assume is, like, go out to dinner and get drinks. But, like, without you guys there, because it's her birthday the next day. Yeah. Uh, which both of them, I assume, had on their calendars or knew they had that day, and she kind of just acted like they forgot. And so I was like, I'm done putting effort into this. You cut your losses. Yeah. Well, I said, I said like, all right, fine, like, just let me know if you want to do something after Christmas, and I'm now done putting effort into this. And... Do you think there's any chance that she's going to reach out? Very little. Well, Boris, I pretty much completely agree with your actions. And and I shake my head at Taylor Swift. Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> oh, um, did I tell you about the Blake Space like pun that I put in my... I don't know. I, I started off by asking her if she had any Blank Space in her schedule for dinner, which I thought was kind of clever. Um, I don't get it. She has a song called Blank Space. Your date did? Yeah. Taylor Swift, tomorrow. No, thank you. I bet you've probably heard it, like, in the background and would recognize no, it sure if it I were have. played. I feel like most pop music I know but can't name. Right. 
Um, but what gets what gets my goat to is I also asked her. I followed my last comment with like. Also, if you're just not into it, like that's fine. Let me know. And she has not responded. Nothing. Which like, how hard is it to just be like, yeah, no, sorry. Just say thanks, but no thanks. And right. Then at least like I totally understand. Long. I was a guy that you met once for like two minutes at a gay club dressed as Spider Man. <laughs> like. It's totally valid for you to be like... You don't have mad credentials at that point. Right, it's not like it would be breaking up with me or like you're going to break my heart or something. Just like, let me know, you know? Well, that's too bad. Yeah, so that was the, the saga, the probably very disappointing for our listeners saga of Taylor Swift. Well, I mean, let's. what's the slogan of this show? Don't let the bastards keep you down. That's fair. And I know exactly. you're not gonna. That's fair. This is, this is a man that gets right back up after he falls off. It's true. He's not going to let the bastard keep down. Fall off the horse. You say, "Hey, horse, why are you being such a dickhead all the time?" God damn! You turn him into glue. <laughs> he had it coming. That's right. Okay. Do we want to do fart three, or do you want to rap? I don't. I, I, this it's not that interesting to me. I don't want to talk about it. Let's wrap it up. Okie dokie. We're wrapping it up. So yeah, I don't feel like talking about this this beercade. I feel like we've even mentioned Beercade on the show before. If uh, we have some blank time later in a different episode, maybe we'll get to that. But I think we're just going to rate we the beers. If that's... Is, yeah, it just well. is it just an arcade that serves beer? Yeah, pretty much. So like my living room? Because like, I just play video games <laughs> and drink beer. Cool. Yes, pretty right. much just like that. Article covered. Yep. Thanks, Boris. Anytime. So, uh, yeah. Actually, I want to hear what Boris thinks of Narwhal, because I looked up the rating I had given it. Okay, um, so I've been drinking it, and it's a pretty, honestly, it's a pretty average stout. Like, it's got the kind of low carbonation, it's got the sweet kind of chocolatey coffee roasted malt flavor. But this bitch is 10.2%, and it just does not taste like booze. Uh, so I gotta give it credit for hiding its booze really, really well. Uh, but other than that, it's a solidly average stout, I'd say. Like, I'd be totally okay if I, you know, I'm very glad that I bought the, I think it was a four-pack. I don't regret it at all. But, yeah, I mean, nothing really to say about the flavor other than I can't believe this bitch is 10.2%. So, I'm going to give it a seven. uh, Five for just being a very average stout, and then two for hiding the booze real, real well. And also being high in booze. Uh, Those are two of my favorite things in beer. So, yeah, I'll give it a seven. I'll recommend it to... Uh, people, if you like stouts and you want to get drunk real fast, two of these, I imagine, would get you there pretty quickly. That's interesting. I actually, I gave it a 5.9. I think I felt similar about it being kind of an average stout, but I guess I wasn't as generous with the alcohol points as you were. Well, considering your highest rating for the year was, what, a 7.2, I think your scale might be a little skewed towards, towards the negative end. I think it might be a hipsterism situation, but... Yeah, uh, next week I'm bringing wine on the show. Oh shit, I hear hipsters drink that. Yeah, fucking they do. I don't know why you guys are being dickheads about it. Because <laughs> your entire like population from which you gathered this data was that guy in college that talked to Whoa. you about wine. Also Rainer sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Two guys yeah. from college, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, Alright, so I'm going to I'm gonna rate mine now. Sure. I had Green, Green Flash's Soul Style IPA. It says bright and tropical on the label, and I think that's a a fairly good way to put it. There was a lot of bitterness right at the front, but it's not like that sticky, resinous bitterness that hangs around. It got clean pretty quickly. Some nice citrus, more like a lemony than like a grapefruit, I would say. 
but overall pretty nice. So I will give it a 6.3. You know, I'm, I'm just not the biggest fan of bitter in any form, but it was pretty good. And I will recommend it to people who want, yeah, I guess like a, a kind of tropical IPA. You know, most IPAs are a little bit citric and a little bit floral, but uh, this felt maybe a, a level above that. I had Valkyrie Hot Chocolate, which was theoretically a chocolate stab brewed with cocoa and cayenne. And, and my, my experience was that this was kind of a slightly subpar stout, like not a bad stout, but below average. And and the heat that it was supposed to impart was definitely not negligible. Like it was there, you could taste it. But if you're going to put cayenne in here, if you're going to tell me that this is hot chocolate, it has to be hotter than this or else I'm just going to be disappointed. And so I, I guess I would say that it was a below average stout in the heat bumped it up a little bit for me just because I like that spicy shit. So I'm going to give it a 5.5, five, like really right down the middle. I, w- I would recommend this to someone who is interested in getting into a hot pepper beer and really just wants to dip a toe in because it's not worth recommending to like malt heads who really want a great stout because it's not a great stout. And it's not worth recommending to people who like hot pepper beer because they're going to be disappointed too. Someone right. who, who wants hot pepper beer 101, I think this is probably up their alley. But also maybe not. I don't know. Because then you also need to <laughs> at least be somewhat into stouts to appreciate it. Well, I mean, don't be too certain in who you recommend this to, Sam. I just, I know that I have so many adoring fans who listen every week and think, what is, what is, like, they ignore what you guys say, obviously. And they say, what is Sam <laughs> saying this week about his beer? Do I want it? Do I not want it? And I don't want to. I don't want to mislead them, you know, because there's a there's a trust there that I'm unwilling to violate. Let's try this real quick. Yeah, while we're while we're doing reviews, it's a little late in the game, but while we're doing reviews, do you, we want to do this? Uh, what is it? It's a microbrew peanut brittle that he's opening as loudly as he possibly can. Oh yeah, yeah. Make me jealous with how good it tastes. Can I take a whole one, or should we split this up? No, yeah, take a whole one. There's so much here, and I'm not a huge candy guy, so... Yeah, so this oh, is... Let me let me intro it real quick. This is, uh... Who makes it? William Sonoma, handmade in small batches, craft beer peanut brittle. Uh, it looks like the ingredients are roasted peanuts, California pilsner, vanilla, and kosher salt. I imagine oh, that's nice. at least just the flavoring ingredients, but... Sonoma, yeah, that's right around me. So I get no beer in this at all but it does take me right back to the single a ball games i went to with my dad like just i mean peanuts and cracker jacks which is like that's like what they talk about in that fucking song but it's like cracker jacks has that like sweet caramel and peanuts is you know it's fucking peanuts and this is just like sweet ass peanuts so (laughs) i'm digging this i'm getting no beer profile from it at all but i think it's delicious i think only because i know it's there i can kind of detect a little bit but I could just be making it up because I want it to be there. I don't know. I'm, like, searching for it, and I can't find it. Well, go search for the beer you're drinking next week and let us know what it is. Yes, sir. Grab mine, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how... Prepared. I don't know how a beer would manifest itself in this, especially a Pilsner, because, like, it's not carbonated, and it's not, you know, a Pilsner's not really hopped almost at all. That is a pretty weird choice to put in there. I mean, I can't imagine, like, a super hoppy beer would be any good in this. No. Well, I would think a porter or a stout. Yeah. You know? I can see that. Get like this. Yeah. Get like the sweet malty something or other. Yeah. 
Anyways, that was a fun segment I called Try Mike's Christmas Presents on the show. I mean, it's delicious. I just, it doesn't taste like beer. No. This is just, we ate good candy. We're just like, I ain't mad. <laughs> so next week, I will be drinking uh, Lagunitas Brown Sugar Ale. I have never tried this. Are you I'm, just copying me? Are you just copying no. all the beers I've had? Dog, you had sucks, didn't you? No. You've had brown sugar, too? I think so. Huh. Well, yeah, I guess I'm maybe just copying it. No, maybe I haven't. God Anyways. damn it. Boris, you're just right about everything today. This is so upsetting. I'm on a roll. I hate that guy. <laughs> um, I've been studying up over the over the two-week break I got. Yeah. Uh, so, like I mentioned before, uh, Lagunita Sucks was, pro- was my beer of the year. Uh, huge, huge fan. And it's always been listed as a brown sugar substitute, and I never really knew what that meant uh, until I saw Lagunitas Brown Sugar, which seems like that should be the more prevalent beer, and Sucks should be, like, the less prevalent. I mean, I doubt they actually needed Sucks as a brown sugar substitute, or I don't know. I'll Google it and let you know next week. So anyways, uh, Brown Sugar Ale. I guess the whole thing here is they use uh, brown sugar with their yeast to activate the yeast instead of normal sugar or some other sweetening agent. Um, and it is 9.9%, uh, which I think is substantially higher than sucks, which I think comes in at like 7 or 8%. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Nice. Samuel? So we talked either, I think it was last week, I think we talked last week about my feelings on Alaskan, which I think you share, which is just that they make a career out of being, like, super middling. Yeah. So I, I have a beer by them which I think actually might be good solely because of the style. It's a smoked porter, and I, I love that smoky shit. Um, is it that starfish one? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It just says smoked porter 2014, and there are pictures of mooses on it. Oh, no. That's not that's not what I'm thinking of. There are no starfish that I can behold. Um, It's a 6.5 bomber, so it'll be... I mean, it'll be an experience to have, and it says gold medal winner on it, hmm. but it doesn't really tell me what gold medal it won so like maybe it was the internal alaskan brew co awards and this is just their best beer of the year in the best smoked porter of 2014 category yeah i mean i'm sure i could do more research and find this out but i won't i'll just (laughs) tell you that this is a it's a smoked porter so i'm excited and it's alaskan brewing so i'm suspicious i guess so we'll see how those two feelings coalesce Indeed. Indeed. Alright, well, tune back in next week for another exciting episode of the Brutal Day Tuesday Podcast. Thank you for watching. Don't let the best get you down, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for watching, because everyone was watching this. Nice job, nerd. Oh, thanks for licking my ball sack. You're welcome, nerd.